an RX bar. That's what they're called. Nice. I was eating my oatmeal with egg whites and raspberries, mm. some sugar-free syrup. Oh, yes, and coffee. Cheers. Good morning. <laughs> you know, when I did the Whole30, this was like the only bar. Well, I think there's one other one or something, but of the two, these are the best tasting. So it doesn't have any sugar. It doesn't have, the only thing it has is, is egg whites, almonds, cashews, dates, and no BS. <laughs> but um, it has blueberries in it. Um, blueberries, okay. There's, there's no grain. There's no, it's just dates and almonds and egg whites. Nice. <clears throat> That's a good thing for on the rush. Like I'm sure there's lots of pharmacists that can be re relate to like needing to eat fast. And eat good, like not just eat, you know, you can grab a lot of stuff fast, but. Right, it will just bring you down. Yay. Well, I'm Bryn. This is Heather. We're doing a unique pharmacist out of the box. We are trying remote because our lives are crazy busy right now, but exciting <laughs> busy. Uh, Heather's got lunch with her sister, and I've got some challenging um, going in, visiting with doctors, and just trying to uh, connect them to resources. So it's kind of been uh, unique kind of stepping out of my box and my comfort zone for sure. We were going to share some things that were inspiring us lately. One I've got to send you, and I'll probably link on this, is a YouTube video interview with Jesse Etzler, I-T-Z-L-E-R. Have you heard of him? Mm -mm. Oh, I've never heard of him. <laughs> the what? I thought Jesse was a girl. Was like, oh, a guy. No, it's a guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never heard of him. So he had some great concepts. Like I could not like write down enough. He was like, take risks and be embarrassed get your foot in the door and figure it out, figure the rest out later. And I love that concept. Um, so as pharmacists, we always think we've got to like know everything and kind of we've, you know, studied so much and we've got to know it before we say anything or speak up or take action. But I just love that approach. Like, no, like, kind of go with it, see if that's where you need to go. You'll get the right resources when you need it, kind of attitude. Um, welcome the unknown and learn from it was another one off his interview that I resonated with. And then uh, he actually wrote 10 letters a day, like cards, like handwritten for a whole year. I don't know if he still does that, but I was like, I, you know, I've always liked writing letters. I should probably do that more, like handwrite letters. He wrote letters to other people Yes, people that had impacted him. So we did 10 a day. Like, it just made me think, like, did I even talk to 10 people yet today? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you saw on Liz's, we have a common friend, everybody named Liz, <clears throat> but she had that neat idea. I don't know if maybe this is where, if you connected this at all, but she was recently traveling for a retreat, um, okay. like, retreat, and she always takes with her, she takes with her, I think she said like 10, 8 to 10 cards, and they're just like, like, um, you know, not birthday cards, but like nice Plain. cards that are pretty, yeah. but they, they're blank. And she said she would write little things on there, like, hope you have an awesome trip. I hope everything goes well. You know, it was just a general kind of nice, you know, um, it was nice talking to you or whatever. Like she would just write. It wasn't even that. It was something that she could just hand somebody oh. that she just wanted to impact. You know, you're standing in line with your luggage or whatever, and she would see somebody, you know, having a bad time with her kids or whatever, she could throw them a card of like, have a great day. Ah. Um, so whatever. they were like pre-made out, like pre, kind of pre just, She would have that if she wanted to touch somebody, she would just like, I mean, how nice would that be if you were just standing there and all of a sudden somebody said, here, hope you have an awesome day. And you're like, what? And you open it up and it's this real nice, you know, 
hope you have a great trip. You know, you're an amazing person to never forget that kind of thing. Aww. You know, it's cool. So anyway, it's cool. thing that she does when she travels just to kind of touch people that she's gonna nice. Be. Yeah, just well, we did. We did something like that for um, this uh, charity organization is called like Created Gainesville and they help women like get off the streets and get into a job. And um, anyways, like some of their outreach mission is just giving them gifts or giving them a card, like encouraging them, like you are special. We see you. We love you. That sort of thing, just putting positivity. And so it was cool to like create the cards like one day at our little like girls meeting. And it was really cool to like be a part of that right and we tell students that right like when you go to a rotation we talked about that during our rotation thing of like just send, just sending somebody a thank you card for being at the rotation or a thank you card for talking to them if you're trying to impress somebody who's you know on a residency maybe like or after an interview or whatever like just, right. just that little nobody thinks about like we're all into technology right our phones and everything but you know it to take the time to just write a note to somebody it means like a ton when that yes. happens and like your guy talking about just sending um, just a thank you to somebody. I think I've heard that before, like just picking one person a day that okay. has impacted you and, and send them a thank you note. Or even if it's an email, he said, even if it was an email, like, oh, yeah, because all that energy, like you're saying, that positive energy, that's just going to come back because likely they're going to respond back to you and be like, oh, I think you're the best. I love that you're doing that or that. Like it brings energy back to you. Interesting. So. We should do a challenge, like how we did our medit how I did my meditation challenge, because you were already on that. Um, but we should do like, I think one a day is completely doable. Yeah. And it doesn't, like you said, have to be handwritten. Maybe we'll work into yeah. that. Email or text even. He said, just touch somebody, just somebody. Yeah. And you're going to go through people. If you do one a day, you're going to reach people that you won't think about initially. And it might be somebody you're not really close to. And just imagine how nice it'd be to all of a sudden they receive a little email from you saying, I think you're awesome. I love, I love that we sat in class together and I think about how awesome you are and what you're probably doing with your life or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, needs that. Everybody wants that. So that's, a I love that idea. Okay. Yeah. And you said like another thing you said um, about his podcast, was that a podcast you listened to? It was, I probably is a podcast, but it was a YouTube video. I think I was um, viewing it while I was working on some other stuff. I'm always multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think you're exactly right. Cause when I was thinking about us talking this morning, I was thinking, what are some of the challenges? And for me, I get in a rut or like maybe you have momentum and then it kind of stalls. And for, for me, I get momentum and then it stalls or life gets busy and you kind of get in that negative, not negative, but kind of a, not a positive, I guess, mode of thinking of you start going into that. Oh, well, you know, maybe I'm not really getting any traction anyway, or maybe I just don't have enough time to put enough into this. Like you start mm. yourself out of like getting remotivated and like you talked about, um, didn't you say something that he said all the things about staying? Because I, no, I know what it was. Because you, you said you just have to do something. Like I, I can talk yeah. myself out of it of, well, I don't know how to write a contract. So if I really get this business going, I don't know how to write a contract. I mean, what am I trying to do? Like, do I really think I can do this? And you could do that and, and, and get yourself kind of unmotivated. But if you just move, like he's talking about, just do something. You're yes. Moving forward. You don't have to be ready for this. <laughs> just move forward. Yes. Your know, resources will come to you. You'll figure it out. Yes. I love it. Like, we're figuring this out, this remote thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. well, and that's what we did, Bryn. I admire you for that. Because like the first time we met, you're like, 
we're recording today. <laughs> okay. I know. I felt so bad. You didn't even have makeup on. Oh, that was awesome. Because you got us just doing it. And I think we thought, this is what happened for me. We thought everybody was doing this. We thought, oh, we're just trying to get our feet wet in something that the whole world is already doing anyway. But we realized, like, we were just did it. And we didn't care. And we've gotten a lot of good traction. And a lot of, we realized that, not a lot of people are doing what we're doing like we're doing it. And uh, you just got to get out there and put yourself out there. You'll be yes. right to me. I was real. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So another point he made on here is he designed his life. I don't know if it was like him and his wife or his wife put this question to him. Like, who do you want to be with and what do you want to do? And then that's what you build more of into your life. Who do you want to be with and what do you want to do? And I was like, dang, there's some clarity right there. Like, who do you want to be with and what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, that's just so cool to me. It like really brings a lot into focus and kind of changes the way I'm thinking about what I'm doing on my days off or intentionality, how I'm spending time with my family and just so much. Um, what yeah. you say yes to. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it makes me think of that conversation we had one time that we recorded about you trying to figure out which things to say yes to, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, you've got so much on your plate, like what do you focus on? If you have that kind of thinking of, you know, go back to that core mission of like, who do you want to be around and what do you want to be doing? Maybe those questions kind of help you too, when you've got like tons <laughs> of opportunity and you don't know what direction to go. Yes. Yes. And then, um, like he had a different way of approaching like his relationship with time. Like for a while he would write, you know, if your average lifespan for an American, I think he said was like 78 or I forget what it was. And he was in his fifties or whatever. He'd have like a countdown of how many days and he'd have it like on his hand every day or something. And he stopped oh. writing it. But it was kind of interesting because most people would think, oh, that's kind of like morbid or like, why are you like looking at the end of your day? But it actually propelled him and like motivated him to like take action into like a sense of urgency. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a unique way yeah. of looking at it. So, um, but yes, in another topic, he was talking about building your life resume. So we're always looking at like, what can we add to our CV or how do we, you know, change stuff on social media or LinkedIn, but really, what are you doing socially? Are you writing those letters? Are you holding the door open for someone? Are you smiling? Are you just creating positivity where you go? Um, are you, you know, being the best parent you can? Are you being aware? Are you being the best pharmacist, the best leader you can be? And so there's all these like avenues, like, yeah, it may not translate into typing it out, but what is your life saying about how you're living? And, right. and it makes me think, that makes me think of um, the seven habits of highly effective people that book. Have you ever read that book? Yes. So he talks about a while. one of the first things in the beginning, he talks about <clears throat> like picture yourself at your funeral, like you passed away. Like what oh, do you yeah. said about you? Like you need to think about that because you know, what do you want your work people to think about you, say about you when you're passed away? What would you want your family to say about you? And that kind of puts in perspective, what is that person, who is that person you want to be along the way? Like, mm. maybe it's not the greatest thing that you became the president of a company and you worked yourself, you know, 12 hours a day and you showed the world that you were very capable because you worked every day or whatever. Do you want people to say that about you? Or is it the simple things like you're saying that, oh, she was always so kind, you know, she always mm. held the door 
me and let me go first. Or sometimes I think we forget, just like he's saying, about just being a good person. And I think we lose, again, a lot of that in today's world because we're so, like, into ourselves. Yes. Um, you know, I worry about when I was at the university, I worry about our students because everybody at the university, you know, we're all into ourselves. <laughs> and you sometimes, and I would notice it in them, and, you know, simple things like, it's kind of etiquette in the elevator that when the door opens, you make sure everybody comes out before you go barging in. That's a kind kind right. of thing. You don't want to be trying to barge in when people can't even get out of the elevator yet. So it's kind of a courtesy and we're losing little things like that. Like people just barge into an elevator now instead of kind of waiting to make sure everybody gets off first and then get on. We're all kind of into ourselves. So I think, interesting. I think, I want to be the person, just like he's saying, that does the little things, like just as nice to the person or does the cards, you know, to just a stranger or to your people that, you know, from years past, you thank them. Like, that's amazing. I would love at my funeral for somebody to say, I'll never forget when she sent me that card. You know, that was the sweetest thing. Like, that's, to me, what I want people to say about me. But do we focus on that? Like, you got to be careful not to focus on, I'm going to become the president of my own company. You know, that's important, too. That's important, too. But not to lose your compassion for right. other people. Yes. Now, I know there are some people that, um, I guess, have inspired you lately. So you're going to share. I think Gary was one of them. So Gary, Gary Vanderchuk, um, he's just a, <laughs> I don't know how you describe him, but you can look him up, Gary Vanderchuk. And he's on YouTube. You can find a little bit. He's on LinkedIn. You can find him in there his stuff, but he's just a powerhouse. Like he's has a ton of energy. He's created, I think multiple businesses. One of his first success stories that I know about was early on when the internet started, he bought up a bunch of, um, websites or what are the titles called <clears throat> for like your, the URLs, I guess, okay. website. you know, like you can go on GoDaddy and buy your web, your website link yes. so he bought up a lot. And he bought up, and people thought he was crazy. They're like, why are you buying these things? And he bought them for like pennies. Like he bought them for like, they were selling them back then for whatever, like cheap, $5, $4. And you still can get them that way. But he bought big ones. So uh -huh. he bought like Chardonnay.com, all the wines, like Merlot.com. He bought like all the wine names. Oh, interesting. Because he had like a wine, small wine business. He So he bought all those. And he bought even more than he needed because he just saw the power in it or whatever, or the opportunity in it. And then, of course, as things started booming, everybody wanted his Merlot.com and his Chardonnay, like all the big wine companies. So he ended up selling those for, you know, tons of money compared to what he paid for them. That's um, cool. Just, he's a thinker like that. Like, he's always thinking outside the box. And you got to remember that when you listen to him. <laughs> he's very outside the box. And he's very uh, aggressive and very... Um, uh, raw, I guess you'd say very raw, but he'll just tell you like it is like he, yeah. I listened to one of his things the other day and he'll just do a short clip and just a short clip. I'll get a ton of stuff from mm -hmm. him, but he was into that. Just freaking do it. Like you're talking about the like, guys just move, like stop right. thinking about it. Stop planning it eventually. Like just get out there and do it. Like stop thinking about it. Um, you know, cause nobody else is going to have the energy because everybody else is sitting there toiling in it and thinking about it and like just be the one that just does, does it. it like be brave be motivated take a chance be courageous yes. and just do it and um I think you're a prime example of that I mean you know we're kind of crazy like this too so <laughs> just do it just well, do one it. of his good guy yeah one of his episodes actually got me the other day I don't know if it was a 
LinkedIn article or an actual like YouTube talk, but he was talking about leaders have this false sense that their employees should be working as hard as they do. He's like, get rid of that thought. The whole reason you are hiring them is they do the task that they do. So it frees you up to be that leader, the creator, the thinker. And I, like in pharmacy, I've spent years in retail community type pharmacy. And I always, you know, I've been a cashier, I've been a tech, I've been an intern, I've been all those roles. And so as a leader, as the manager for, I don't know, more than a decade now, I could empathize and see the changes they're having to go through. And, you know, maybe sometimes I'd want them to work differently or do certain things or like in my head, I'm like, am I the only one running around here, you know, when it's crazy? And it just made me think it's like, wait a minute. Like, it's almost like a child. You have to be like, here's how you do it and let them do it. They're going to fall. They're going to bump their knee and let them do it. And so I did have some of that, but I don't know. It's just hearing it put that way in his talk or in his blog, whatever it was, it's like a light bulb went off. It's like, okay, they are never going to care about this as much as you do. This is your big old license on the line. These are your patients. I mean, yes, they do care and you can see that, but they have a different way of doing it. And it made me realize, okay, well, it's like I need them to do more MTM things, but what does that entail? So it's kind of like giving them the tasks that fit their role so I can do the more, I guess, uh, more detailed or therapy regimen type thing. So it's kind of interesting just having that concept and like, ah, that's what I need to change and how I'm leading. And I think in our world, especially, we think as pharmacists, we can't fail because if we fail, somebody can die. And yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have to be perfect. A lot of us are perfectionists. And so we have a tendency to be kind of that overbearing, like making sure everything is perfect. And so it's hard. I think for me, I can always speak just for me. I don't take failure very well because failure can't be accepted right in the pharmacy world. Like we can't fail because we can. Right. Really and I think just in me ingrained in that type A personality, like failure is not something that's easily accepted. But you have to have I've learned a lot that you have to have an environment where failure is okay to a certain extent. Like we don't want to kill anybody, right. but like you said, w with your staff, exactly what you said, you have to understand they aren't going to, they can't see in your head. They don't have the experience you have. They don't have the knowledge you have. Um, so you've got to let them do it. And they've got to feel like if they trip that it's okay, you're actually going to be there to help pick them up versus shake a finger at them. Right. You create an environment where they're afraid to fail or to afraid mm -hmm. to accept or to admit that they tripped or they failed or didn't follow through or something happened. If they're not in an environment, if they're in an environment where they feel like they're always going to get chastised or punished or beat down because they made it, they failed, they made a mistake, then they're going to do all kinds of crazy things you don't want them to do. They're going to hide their mistakes. Mm. they're going to not admit them because maybe if they just don't say anything about it, like you won't notice because they don't want to get yelled at or chastised again. Um, but if you make an environment where you're like, wow, this happened. Are you okay? You know, how do you feel about this? Let's talk about what happened. How can we do it differently? Like if you're there instead to make that failure or that misstep a place of growth for them, then they're going right. to okay, the next time something happens, she's got my back. 
Um, I, I know I can come to her and I can just tell her what happened exactly. And I'm not afraid because if you create that environment where failure is not accepted, it just creates an environment really you don't want to be in of people. Right. A very dangerous environment. But that's hard for, <laughs> for us as pharmacists to have that kind of feeling. But if you learn how to do it, it makes a great environment with your employees for sure. I mean, you have to tell them this is wrong. We can't let this happen again. Right. You have to also support but them. learn like yeah. a learning environment from it. Yes, definitely. Before we get off Gary, another thing he said, and I think this is good for maybe our entrepreneurs or people who are thinking about branching out of their current role and shifting. It's scary. And we've talked about all that kind of stuff. But one of Gary's things that I listened to this week, it was just a short clip, but he was like, people forget like what it took to get you where you are. Yes. So, and they, then they're thinking about, okay, what do I need to do to get to the next place? So let's, for example, and he said, the thing you need to think about is you need to keep doing what worked. <laughs> so don't stop. You don't have to do something different. You know what worked. So I thought about this, like we go to pharmacy school, right? We, we give up money. We give up our time, time, our family. If we have family, like we give up our time with our family and we devote everything and we work really hard. And then we get this awesome degree and we get a job that we were shooting for and our goal is achieved and we're doing great things. And then we're like, okay, I'm kind of stuck or I'm kind of ready to grow again. I need to take mm -hmm. that next step to something else. But then you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? How do I do that? I don't even know. <laughs> what, what do you do? Gary would say, well, what did you do to achieve what you're doing now? Well, you worked hard, you sacrificed, you um, spoke with your family about it and you were organized your life so that you could work hard and make it happen. Boom, that's the same thing you need to do. Yes. So it was kind of cool. He was saying like people achieve things and then they, they want to do the next big thing and they're like, how do I do it? It's like, oh, what got you here? Like, don't forget yes. keep doing the same thing um, because you know that works. Why would you change the recipe? So anyway, that was just kind of interesting for me. No, that's great. I think that's why we're doing this. There's so many coffee talks we had before we started recording where we're like, okay, we're trying this, this, and this, or just how do we even go about getting insurance for what we're even doing? And just all these like little questions. And I'm like, okay, we just need to record this because other people are trying to grow and think differently and figure out how to help more people. So um, it's just, it's, crazy. It's like you do have so much power. And I hope that my friends that are, you know, unhappy where they are can realize there's so much opportunity. Definitely apply yourself, study, learn, connect. Um, there really is just so many people and patients to help. So uh, what are you, we probably should wrap this up pretty soon, but do you have any like certain goals you're working on, whether it's like business, self-care, um, life. Do I have any goals? You always ask me that. Like, what's your goal for this week? Oh, just, just I'm a little obsessed with this. My, my texts are like, Bryn, really? Do we have to answer this? I'm like, what are your goals this week, guys? <laughs> there was like two weeks I missed it. And they were like, you didn't ask us our goals. I'm like, uh-huh, let's do our goals right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have goals. You're right. It's important. I think, I mean, this is silly. What my goal, this is the end of the month. So that's kind of dating this talk, but it's end of the month. And for me, I do MTM on the side. That's my brings in money for me right now. And so since I'm a 1099 employee now, so that means I, I get paid, I have a contract with somebody and they pay me, they don't pay any benefits or pay any taxes or anything. So I'm responsible for making the money. And then I have to take that money and pay my taxes, pay Medicare, pay social security, all that stuff. So I have a budget <clears throat> and I have an idea in my mind of 
what I have to accomplish today work or this this month work wise to get the money and everything that I need to to live my life or whatever. So my goal this week, actually I, I met it last week was to to get the number of patients taken care of that I needed to to make the numbers for nice. this month. So I did that. And what that did is I was really I pushed really hard and then that gave me this week to kind of now I get to chillax, hang out with yes. you, go meet my sister for lunch, take care of me a little bit more. So that's that's kind of fun. Um, do you use like QuickBooks or do you have an accountant? Like, how do you go about like figuring out all those numbers? So I'm a, I'm a type A, like we kind of most oh, of yes. are. So I have my own spreadsheet. I just use a spreadsheet. Actually, we use Mint too. So Mint is a cool um, okay. app that you can get. That's kind of a budget app and Mint on the app connects with your bank accounts. You can connect all your bank accounts, your credit cards. So, and then it puts it in categories. So it knows, you know, the public's grocery store is a grocery. So that money goes into groceries. So it helps you, you put in your budget and then it helps you figure out if your expenses as they feed in how you're doing on your budget. So it's kind of- Will it do taxes though? And like what you need to take out for Medicare, social yeah. security? Yeah, that's just more for living expenses and kind of your expenses in general. Yeah. I keep, to figure out what I needed for the month. Or I think if anyone's trying to do their own business and like, okay, how much can I- pull off of work and time-wise and how much money would I have to make on the side business that I'm creating? You know, that you have to all do. I do that stuff on my spreadsheet, um, kind of keeping up with my own stuff. But for the big... Uh-oh, did we lose connection? Oh, goodness. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if it caught you. It like paused. Okay, no, let's go. I'll go. I'll say it. The only thing is, I would say for like you said, for paying taxes, for paying Medicare, for paying mm -hmm. social security, all that stuff. I have a CPA. I mean, I just had to get somebody because gotcha. you have to prepay your taxes because nobody's pulling them out of your check, and so the government won't let you just wait to the end of the year. You're going to get a penalty for just waiting and not paying them anything all year. So you have to pay quarterly taxes. Gotcha. And I had to calculate that. So my CPA, my, my accountant, um, they're not that expensive, to be honest with you. It's okay. less than $1,000 a year, and they do your taxes, and and then they do everything for me. And then they send me little coupons, and I can I just pay my taxes. Like, they tell me what to do, and I do it. <laughs> it's definitely worth the money if you're going to, like, start your own business or run your own business and make your own money and have to do that to have a CPA. And it's very did you just find that CPA like word of mouth or did you personal friend? Or yeah, I would say <clears throat> talk to any of your friends who are realtors. Realtors usually work for themselves. So oh. right? they're usually, I mean, even if they work for like a big box, just so you know, a big box company, usually they have to pay their own taxes and so forth. They're 1099 employee is what it's called. So realtor friends are a good place to go to, to say, Hey, who do you use for your accountant to do your taxes? Um, yeah, anyone who's running their own business would be able to give you, yes, I would definitely get good advice. I went to my financial manager, my financial, like my retirement guy, I uh -huh. like, it was on our show, Yes, <laughs> James. And I said, um, you know, I need a CPA. Who would you recommend? And, you know, they gave me a different perspective cause they're big. Okay. It was helpful, um, to go to them, but they were kind of big picture where I just needed somebody to take care of me, little me. So I got more information for my friends, actually. Cool. Interesting. Hey, what are your goals? What, what are you trying to accomplish? So I'm going to, 
I've been having so much fun, like still doing like my gym workouts, um, adding in, I've added in like acupuncture and yoga. So like the self-care is just like awesome. Um, I've still been meal prepping on my own, but I'm going to rehire my nutrition coach because I just, I got a lot of value out of like the meal plans she would make for me. It would keep me more on point. Like I'm finding myself like reaching for more chocolates and peanut butter and, um, to a certain extent, I'm like, okay, well, maybe there's something in that my body needs. And then at the same time, I'm like, okay, you need some focus, some discipline or some guidance. So I'm super excited to work with Tabitha again and just kind of, it feels like it's more autopilot, but I still learn because she will give me all the macro breakdowns. So I'm excited for this like new little adventure with her and just being able to learn. But at the same time, I don't have to put so much thought into my meal planning because she's going to kind of set it up for me. So I just kind of have to prep it. And that's a challenge with like a toddler at home, but I got this. I'm excited. I'm super motivated. And then let's see. Oh, we've been doing more like date nights. So getting the babysitters lined up, trying to do, we did biking um, on Monday, did like 20 miles. It was insane, but it was wonderful. We haven't been in a while. And uh, live music. I want to add live music because when he when this guy started talking about like what do you really enjoy in life like what do you want to do who do you want to be with and it's like yes like let me add in more date nights let me add in live music uh just being outdoors more um and then getting out of my comfort zone so i really want to truly change healthcare i want to impact patients lives i want are there to be more tools available to practitioners you can go in these offices you can see the stress you can see these work environments are very very busy and some of the technology and the tools i've been learning about these would help lessen that stress it would give more clarity for the prescribing it would cause less adverse effects and to me that motivates me just because i want to see patients and people in my community healthier, getting solutions, getting well. And I want to see less stress for our fellow providers. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking sometimes like seeing the amount they do, but you can tell they care so much. Like they have great teams around them, supporting them. Um, and they truly do care. So it's been just an honor to be in those offices and chatting and trying to figure out how we can best serve. And I just encourage, like, it's so crazy. So last week I kept getting, you're, you're a pharmacist and you're here to visit me. And I'm like, yeah, yes, I am. And I'm like, why is this a new concept? We should be in here all the time. So people, pharmacists, go visit your doctors, visit your teammates. We always talk on the phone to the nurses, but like this face-to-face meeting people has just been a blessing and just really neat. So I just go in there with an open mind and see what I can learn or how I can help. Yeah. And I think you believing in yourself like you do are kind of making that compassionate kind of realization that you want it, you, what you want is needed and what you want is important. Then mm-hmm. that you talk to people or you talk to physicians that comes across like it's genuine. Then your message is like genuine versus you scripting out something just to sell <laughs> yourself. You know, I think it's really important to like connect, like you're saying, with where your heart yes. truly is. And then how can you connect that with what the message you're trying to give to who you're yes. trying to? Message? Yeah, that's really it makes it makes it when it comes from your heart like that, like it's felt from them. And so I think that that's a better way to connect. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So. Those are like lots of challenges up ahead for me, but I love it. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. 
lots so of good this week. The what? I said lots of good stuff this week. Lots of good stuff. And then you've got your cruise. That'll be amazing. Um, so yeah, we are excited. Hopefully you guys have had lots of golden nuggets from just our little chatting over coffee this morning. We've got to run and do our things, meet our sisters, meet our doctors and have fun. Yeah. Any, any last words? Um, um, I, I, just one more thing I just wanted to share. It's kind of one of those Heather floofy things. Yes. But, um, <laughs> I love it. Beginning, I was thinking that's why I was holding it. I didn't know if we were going to record again. Um, but just one of those crazy things happened again that the law of attraction, I'm going back to the law of attraction. <laughs> and um, so the law of attraction, just to remind everybody, is... The energy, wherever your thoughts are, that is where your energy will go. And that's the kind of energy you're going to put in your space all the time. So your thoughts control that. So if you were in the negative sense to just say, man, you know, I'm unhappy in my marriage and man, my job sucks and my kids make me crazy. And if you just live in that negativity, mm. your thoughts that of that are throwing out negative energy and your mm. environment can constantly be of negative and you're only going to really bring negativity back to yourself <clears throat> so because it comes back to you the universe is listening as we say and so it sends back whatever message you're sending out it's like okay negativity that's what you're in that's what you need that's what i'll keep giving you but if you change that so the law of attraction is even in those situations where maybe you're not the happiest you want more joy in your marriage and you, your kids you want them to be <clears throat> stronger better people go to bed <laughs> Um, instead of just toiling in the negativity, if you can just change the perspective of your thoughts to other things that are more positive, then you can, you can really change your environment. So anyway, that's the law of attraction. So if you just changed your thoughts to be thankful and think of like two things every day that you're thankful for your husband for, because there's something in your family, your, your life that you've got to be thankful for. You're thankful that he has a job or you're thankful that um, he's still there, even though he's probably not happy to, or whatever. Like, you got to find yeah. something. If you can find like two things to be thankful for for your children, two things to be thankful for for your job, like, if you can keep doing that and change your perspective from negative to positive yes. about the situation, then the universe listens. And the universe, that positive energy that you're now throwing out, it listens to and it connects with and it sends more positive things your way. And that is so true. Even in the midst of despair, it's like crazy how this works. So, you can manifest things is what they call it. So you can, if you change your thoughts to, if you kind of put your thoughts where you want to be, like in a business, you're like, okay, people talk about like uh, vision boards. Like if you put up pictures of the house you want and the car you want and the vacations you want to take and you have visual pictures there and you, you see them daily, you think about them, you kind of imagine what it's like when you get that car, what it's going to be like. So you envision yourself kind of already in that house or whatever. Then those things will, they will manifest, they will come. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've just been doing a lot of positive thinking and not really beating myself down. Like Heather, you're never going to be good at this, tr trying to shift your life. You know, how are you going to pay the bills? You're not bringing in as much money as you were before. Like just all those mm -hmm. negative I've tried to like push those away and I'm like, I'm not going to be in that space. I'm going right. to be, I can't wait till this business takes off. I can't, I love these podcasts. Who knows where that's going to go. <laughs> anyway, I've been thinking of that. And towards the bills thing, 
I've just gotten, you know, my husband even will get really stressed about the bills. Mm. And I'm just like, I don't know, I've changed my insides. <laughs> I've just changed because I'm like, I'm not worrying about that. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Like, and it, the craziest thing brands have happened. The craziest things, like, um, money just has come. Like, yes. I never would have imagined because I didn't hold on to that fear. Fear yes. is possible. So I've just like pushed the fear aside and said, no, I'm doing this. Positive things are happening. Yeah. People, positive people are coming into our lives with all this that we're doing. Opportunities are coming into our lives. Like everything is moving and flowing just like I feel in my heart. It should be. When you, I think when you flow with your heart, then you need to trust God yeah. and just say, this is, feels right. This feels like the place I'm supposed to go. And that fear, that fear that keeps nipping at you, I'm just like, uh-uh, I'm not going to listen to that. Because that will make me turn around and go backwards. And I'm not going to turn around. <laughs> anyway, yes, so amen. This week, actually yesterday, I was talking about budgeting. I was looking at my budget and I was like, oh man, you know, I probably could make more MTM calls. I probably could, you know, I started getting into that fear. And now I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> yesterday I found $5,000 in somewhere I didn't even know it was there. And nice. yes, and it was it was, it was free money. It was like, we talked in with, um, <clears throat> with, uh, James about points on your credit card or whatever. And I thought, let me just see how many points I have. What does that even equate oh, to? Yeah. And I found I have $5,000 on the, that credit card on points. That's so like, crazy. Away from me fear. Like I'm out of here. <laughs> anyway, But that is just one example that happened this week, but I've had multiple things happen. Like my bug man. Here's another example. I had to pay my termite contract. I know we got to go, but the termite, yeah. con- you know, I don't know if you have a termite contract oh, yeah. mm-hmm. every year and it's like 500 bucks or whatever. I pay it for the big like poke at the walls. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was a lot of money at the time when we were just shifting and everything. And I was like 500 bucks. I really don't want to put that on, but I had to come up with it. So they gave me a call like the day before they came out. They're like, Mrs. Harden, we just found a huge credit on your account from 2017. It'll <laughs> For your termite contract, would you like to put it towards a termite contract? I'm like, yes, I would. <laughs> but I mean, it's just crazy, Bryn, That's to kind of put your mind in a space where you're like, I'm going to be okay. The money is going to be there. I'm not going to let money be my fear that's going to stop me from keeping on yes. going and following my passion. And boom, boom, boom. The universe has just sent me. That's silly to say, but it happened and yesterday it happened again i was like what <laughs> that is awesome so anyway yeah that was just a blessing that happened yesterday that i was like can't believe it well i just love how like authentic you are and just so <laughs> real it's just it's just so much fun doing these there's like a little line there that i teed along but yeah <laughs> i love living on the edge <laughs> <laughs> a little bit crazy But anyway, so it was a great week. I mean, it's been a great week so far. So I hope it's a great week for our listeners and our watchers. Thank you guys for watching our conversation. Yes, thank you. I'm Bryn. I'm Heather. Have a great week. And remember, get outside that box. Pharmacist, (laughs) out of the box. Out of the box. (laughs) 